Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you, Lauren. I miss you, Lonnie and Dylan. Nice. Nearly missed out. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you. Hello there, everyone. Welcome to I Miss You, Man. My name is Lonnie. I'm here with Dylan. How's it going, big man? Doing amazing. How about yourself, mate? Pretty well. Now, Dylan, Christina Chronicles, what's that about? Oh, jumping right in. <laughs> it's about us going through the filmography. One of our favourite actors of all time, Lonnie, Christina Ritchie. It's been a little while between chapters of the Chronicles, which we apologise for, but we're back now, and I guess we're better than ever, aren't we, Dylan? Because, in case you've forgotten, we've got a special guest here today. Lauren Rouse, welcome aboard. How are you doing? Hello, good to be here once again. I've missed the podcast, as you would say. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, listeners might remember Lauren from one of our very early special episodes. Um, we did a deep dive into Star Wars controversies, one or two of those over the years, and probably one or two <laughs> since then, actually. Um, Lauren, you've been watching all the shows, I'm guessing, Star Wars. I have. I actually rewatched Revenge of the Sith today because I'm preparing for Obi Wan. So oh. I've been watched all the prequels again, and now I remember why I didn't watch them so frequently. Oh, okay. We'll pull Dylan back for a second. Okay. <laughs> I'll restrain myself. It's okay. <laughs> I remember this from last time. <laughs> um, and we also did a fun Marvel mashup episode with Lauren too, where we go down Marvel heroes to fight each other between B and C block of her old high school, um, which was a lot of fun in hindsight. Um, so please get amongst them back in our feed. You'll you'll get a bit of a background on Lauren, um, who's a tech journalist. If in case you don't know, and is also joined us in the the podcast Brethren. Can you tell us a bit about your podcast, Lauren? Oh yeah, so I've recently um, started a podcast with a couple of friends of mine. It's called Controller Club. We talk about video games, run through the news, do a couple of fun topics. Um, but yeah, we've been doing that. Hit episode 10 today. So yeah, let's Very nice. check it Congrats. out if you are. Thank you. Check it out if you're a fan of video games. Yeah, I, I see that the topics come up and you're a bit more into video games than me because some of the games you're talking about, I'm like, Is that a, I haven't heard of that before. But they've been some good stuff. And actually, there was that Star Wars episode I think you had recently, or at least you tweeted about it. Where's our new Carl Catan game? Jedi Outcasts, New Generation. That's what we need. <laughs> uh, I'll let the execs at EA know. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> um, so yes, as Dylan said, we're doing the Christina Chronicles again. Um, Lauren, you picked Desert Blue. Was there a reason you picked this film in particular, or was it just on the list and you just threw a dart, dart at the board? I think out of the ones you gave me, this one seemed the most interesting to me. So that's how I picked it. Okay, well, Swing and a miss. <laughs> Come on, Dylan. Um, so before we get stuck into the film, and Dylan, I've got to hold back. He's, he's really red hot takes coming from him today. Um, where are you at with Christina Ritchie, Lauren? Um, I know who she is. I've seen her in a few things. Okay. Um, cool. 
actually, you know, I recently saw her in, in Yellow Jackets and that was one of my probably biggest exposures to her. So, yes, oh. much respect there. Now, I don't know about you, Dylan, but Yellow Jackets was big last year and I kind of thought we should watch it for the podcast or just because of our love for Christina Ritchie. But then I kind of thought two things. First of all, it's on like Paramount Plus, so it's like that got to get a new streaming service to watch it, but, you know, it does sound really good, and I think you recommend it to me, Lauren. I'm keen to see it. On the other hand, I'm still stuck in Christina Ricci in the 1990s, so watching her in something new would be very weird to me. Is that how you felt, Dylan? Yeah, it'd be very jarring, but um, I've got Paramount Plus on. You can borrow more. Oh, okay. Well, thanks <laughs> for hiding it from me for years. Well, you know what? Now you don't get it, so... <laughs> What do you get for being rude? Okay, well, we can maybe re- renegotiate that agreement later on. Um, Check it out. So I'm guessing Lauren Wednesday Adams would be in Casper, would probably be the films. Oh, I completely forgot about those, but yes, definitely okay. both of those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my first exposure to her in the podcast was in Speed Racer, which is maybe the one thing we agreed upon in that film. Um, and that's how we decided to go back in and revisit her from the beginning. We've seen some strange ones. Um, this late 90s period, 98, this film, 98, 99, this film came out. Um, it's really, it was the summer of saying yes for Christina, from our understanding. She was in so many films that year. And it's kind of, obviously, she's just become an adult. And she's not taking kids' roles anymore. I guess she's having more say in her career, is my kind of thinking. And she just said yes to everything, even if it's like a two-minute walk-on cameo, almost. And that's what it's been like for the last few films, hasn't it, Dylan? Yeah, it's uh, been a bad run. She hasn't made the best life choices in 1998, but I'm sure it'll turn around at some point. But this was not it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, well, one thing I'll say about Christina Ritchie, she normally knocks out of the park, even if the film around her isn't the best. Oh, okay, well, I won't, I'll save my further thoughts there for a second. Um, but Dylan, can you give us a rundown on the film Desert Blue, directed by Morgan Freeman? <laughs> the Morgan Freeman, right? <laughs> Has well, to be. Well, Morgan J. Freeman, I think. Oh, no. Big difference. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's basically like um, this like girl and her dad get stuck in the middle of like this desert town full of degenerates and delinquents. Uh, because a truck full of the secret ingredient for a cola crashes and they're exposed to the ingredient, it might be deadly. It's, yeah, weird setup. And, you know, it is a weird setup, but also kind of interesting, I would think. Kind of compelling, because she's not just any girl. She's a TV star. She's a celebrity. And she's stuck in this sort of middle of nowhere town. I think that's an interesting concept. The film itself, though... Not very interesting to me. What, what no. do you think, Lauren? Yeah, it was pretty boring in my mind. Uh, I didn't pay a lot of attention to it, I've got to be honest. <laughs> Lost me pretty early twice. on. <laughs> yeah. I tried to read a um, plot summary afterwards to see if I'd missed anything, but the plot summary on Wikipedia is about two sentences, so mm. I think I got it all. <laughs> um, we should note that it, Christina is, is kind of a side character, really, in this film. Um, Kate Hudson is the main draw in her first film role. Oh. I thought she was very charming. I thought she was very compelling. I feel like they could have built the film more around her rather than being an ensemble piece where she's kind of the main character, really. I feel like make the whole thing about this this starlet 
fish out of water, really focus it in on her in the rest of the film, cut some of these subplots that don't really care, especially, I don't care about, especially there's this very, very deep and dark story about a, um, the motel has been burnt down and there's a suicide and it's just all very jarring compared to what could have been a fun film about, as Dylan kind of described it, you fish out of water, playing around some degenerates for a weekend, that's kind of fun. That was the fun. No, no fun. And it would have been better if you like, um, maybe we saw her life in Hollywood, mm. like the glitz and glamour, then it's juxtapos- juxtaposed rather against this like filthy little rundown town, you know, would have had more effect. And that's, that's a good point, Dylan. A lot of it is off screen. We're told she's a famous actor. We're told there's an audition that she's got to get back for with a Steven Spielberg-like director. But we don't really get feel. We're just told that. We don't really get to experience it. It's not depicted at all. Um, Christina herself, well, it's a bit of a throwback to the Wednesday Addams era, I think, in the fact that she's just a safety hazard <laughs> to everyone around her. What's her, what's her main character trait, Lauren? Did you get this bit? Uh, what, a pyromaniac? <laughs> yeah, well, blowing stuff up. That's kind of her, her main reason for being. Yeah, I actually have to say I didn't recognize her at all at first. Mm. Um, but she was more, one of the more interesting characters. I kind of wanted to know why she sort of had this fiery streak, as you would say. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it was I just didn't really get it. No, not not especially well-drawn, the characters. I don't think. No, just quirky for quirky's sake, really. Who hmm. else we got in the ensemble of, of teen delinquents, Dylan? Uh, Ethan Suplee mm-hmm. of My Name is Earl fame, amongst others. We've got Casey Affleck, Oscar winner, mm. you know, brother of Benjamin Affleck, as <laughs> they say. Got Kate Hudson, obviously, in the main role. A mm-hmm. uh, little bit of action from Sarah Gilbert as well, from Roseanne. Mm. Those are my main takeaways in the cast. Yeah, so Sarah Gilbert is a bit wasted, I think, because she can be very funny, clearly, from her sitcom background. Um, Her character was a bit strange to me. So she's working in the stand that's next to the world's biggest ice cream. Bit of a roadside attraction sort of thing. My, My first thought was, like, does there need to be a little stand next to this place? But then they're trying to sell, like, ice creams in, you know, like, Yes, that kind of makes sense. Dead end job, though, isn't it? Being by yourself all day on the highway next to the wasn't that huge of an ice cream display. <laughs> you weren't impressed, as um as Dylan described. This sort of wacky quote unquote unquote wacky scenario takes place where they're all quarantined in the town. Um, then she decides to like look up the EPA guidelines and works out that they're being lied to by the government and stuff. It just felt like a bit of a, oh, well, this character's here. Let's try and give them something to do in the background. Didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, that plot line was so wasted. I was actually really interested to see what the deal was with the, the like the Coca-Cola company or something yeah. and what they were up to, but we never really found out. Yeah. So yeah. is that supposed to be just like kids making up stories about the local factory being creepy? Didn't really get that vibe from it. It may just felt like another dead-end subplot, which most of them are, to be honest. It kind of just felt like a plot device to get them stuck in the town, that they, it was like a spill 
and they could not leave because it was deadly. But then it never went anywhere after that. So it was like, you could have got them stuck there for another reason. Have their car break down. Like, yeah. Easy. Just won the world. Done. Yeah. Mm. And it felt a little bit um, sitcom-like where, like, there's a bumbling FBI group running around trying to look into it. But it just seemed like the dude's gone through a nervous breakdown, basically. <laughs> he ends up shooting the kid. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot. <laughs> What was that? I don't know. That's so weird. It's not played for laughs or for drama. It's kind of somewhere in the middle between all of that. It, it was very strange. And then it's just like, oh, he gets away with it. Christina blows up his car in retaliation, gets away with it. <laughs> yeah, slap on the wrist for her. Yeah, yeah she blows up everything, buddy. This town, no one seems to care that much. It's yeah, she's a maniac. Odd. It's crazy. It's odd. I think our descriptions are maybe making the film sound interesting. Like, oh, FBI's here, there's a creepy factory, there's a quarantine. It's like, but it's just not that interesting. All the kids just go drinking, you know, by the bonfire every night, which does happen in country towns, I'm sure, but it just wasn't wasn't interesting, which is the biggest sin you can do in a film, isn't it? Yeah, and they weren't yeah, even interesting like cats by the fireside. No. <laughs> I can't recall any of them. It sort of felt like the town was a little bit more interesting than any of its characters. Mm. Yeah, the, the concept of this town with people. Um, we should mention that Kate Hudson sort of strikes up a romance with a local boy. There was no chemistry there. If there was any chemistry, it was coming from Kate Hudson being young and beautiful, really. He was not given, a, given anything. wasn't serving at all. No, no he was very boring. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of liked his story about building the water park, and that was his sort of goal to, to rebuild this water park. But then, again, didn't go anywhere. No, it <laughs> it doesn't happen. No. I thought that's how it was going to end. Yeah, well, there are hints that's going to happen in the future, I suppose. But also, the only reason they get water there is because Christina blows up another bloody pipe. <laughs> that's going to get fixed pretty quickly. Yeah. 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 Well, the water's going Illegal. into the ground. Yeah, exactly. It's going to get absorbed up. Um, oh, dear. Yeah, so he, he's the character. His name's Blue, and her name's Sky. A bit of ha-ha-ha. Um, no, no. It's not ha-ha-ha. Not, not particularly, I know. Um, Brendan Saxon III, I read a bit about him. I didn't know much about him, the actor. Apparently he was in uh, Black Hawk Down, and he apparently spoke out about how it was edited, that film, and some things were cut out to make it more pro-America rather than less pro-America than it was originally. Um, and he reckons after he spoke out about that, he was blacklisted in Hollywood, which he's been in stuff recently, but not anything you really recognise. So that's interesting. Um, but also his character seemed way down. His idea of having his dad, he wanted to run the water park in the town, but he died and then he's carrying on his dad's mission. That was interesting enough. I'll, you know, I could live with that as a backstory and a motivation. But then it turns out he discovered his dad um, had committed suicide and hid it from the mum and he burnt down the motel and her mum's also a UFO believer and it, it just <laughs> felt like there was too much going on for his character that took away from anything that was interesting. Um, and other characters had nothing to do, almost. Place. Yeah, it definitely focused a lot on him more than I was expecting. And Kate, um, Kate, 
Kate Hudson? Mm. Not Winslet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kate Hudson's character kind of just sort of melted into the background. She sort of just became the love interest. And I was like, hmm, that's yeah. not very good. And that's how it's interesting with her being the, the celebrity who's nominated for a Golden Globe. You know, she's not like she's just anyone in this world. She's mm. got a bit of clout, a mm. bit of status. But yeah, then she just becomes the manic pixie dream girl sort of thing, making his life better to a certain degree. Not, not, not exactly that character trope, but you're right, love interest. When I guess the idea is that the more time she spends with regular folk, the more she can see you know, the assault of the earth and they do have value when at the beginning she didn't think that. But you really have to read into that to find that. I don't think it was very well <laughs> dramatised. Nah, agreed. Dylan, you seemed very nah. angry about this off pod, so have you got anything else that... You said it was ugly to look at? <laughs> it is. It is ugly. Like, it's a run-down town. Obviously, yeah. I guess that's the charm factor they're going for, but it doesn't mm. work for me. Okay. There's no colour to the place. Mm. Um, full of degenerates, as we mentioned, uh, in the middle of a desert, which isn't even cool-looking. It's overcast most of the time. Gross. <laughs> ugly, uh, ugly, uninteresting place for a movie to take place. I'm sorry, but it is. I'm okay. sorry if you live in one of those places, but, you know... <laughs> You wouldn't choose to live there if you got the chance to get out, surely. Yeah, it hurt your eye, it didn't do it. It hurt your soul by the sounds of it. It did. It very much did. More than that. Wow. Did you did you find the visual style ugly, Lauren? Yeah, it didn't it left a lot to be desired. There wasn't really a lot to look at. Um, even the ice cream cone looked pretty disappointing. <laughs> yeah. It's very much late nineties filmmaking style. Kinda of felt like a, a TV um Sort of of the late 90s TV episode, which, mm. you know, it's indie film, I get, I guess, so you can get yeah. away from that. But. Yeah, it was very, very indie. In fact, I think it tried very hard to be an indie um, mm. and succeeded at being not a very good one. Yeah. The, the one thing in hindsight that I think is kind of interesting was the fact that these kids, they all sort of want better in life, which is fair enough, especially when you're a kid, you know, no, no matter what's going on in your life, but especially when you feel like you're stuck in the middle of nowhere, which these kids are. They'll want to sort of get out and do better. Or mate, Casey Affleck wants to go be a, um all-terrain vehicle racer. <laughs> and he can't have to go to his race. Um, Ethan wants to go become the deputy after being sort of a struggling as a you know, bit of petty criminal stuff when he's a kid. Um, obviously, old mate's got his water park he's working on. Christina wants to blow stuff up and potentially commit suicide in her parents' house or something. I kind of feel like maybe she wants better in life as well. And then they get stuck here and they're quarantined in town. Like, oh, this is the worst. What the government doing to us? They're keeping us stuck here. And so only thing they can do is go out and buy, you know, drink by the by their homemade um, fire pit. And then the quarantine lifts. What do they do? Just go to the fire pit again. <laughs> Live their life some more. Which are kind of, you know, you're a kid. That's kind of, you're happy with your life. So you, you sort of live it. Um, but that was something interesting to me. That's kind of maybe a point the film makes. I, don't know. I think I'm liking what the film is maybe trying to do, or maybe I'm reading <laughs> into what the film could do, but it just didn't, didn't serve. Now you can see its intentions, Lonnie, but it, it didn't deliver on them. It no. just didn't. It... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. 
Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So, Lauren, from a screenwriting perspective, what would you tweak to make this film better? Um, I think you'd have to make a choice at the beginning of whether this is going to be very character focused or if it's going to be more plot focused, because like we said, not a lot happened plot wise, apart from them being stuck in the town. So if it was me, I'm way more interested, like I said, in the chemical side of things, I would put up some big conspiracy that they have to go, you know, a bit of a Scooby-Doo sort of gang to, you know, figure it all out, bring it to the town, be like, hey, look, we've been lied to some sort of thing like that. That's the route I'd go. But if you were going more like the character, the character uh, situation, I think it probably would have to go back to Kate Hudson's character. Mm. Um, There needed to be something like more urgent about her getting back to um, her audition or something like she Mm. needed to maybe even try to escape and be brought back by something or I don't know. Cause by the end she sort of just her agent calls and by then she's decided, no, I actually, really like this town and my views have changed um so i'm just going to go on on the bike with this guy and just forget about my really important audition in my entire career uh Mm. because yeah that kind of irked me because i'm like oh she's just given up her career for a man okay Mm. but uh yeah few things could have been changed i think in the character setups particularly for her character yeah i feel that i feel like if 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 she's going on a journey from um not liking these people to at the end giving it all up for them, she's got to be way worse at the beginning, right? She's really they've really mm. got to bring her from being absolutely awful to you know being nice. As it is, she's a little bit bitchy, but not that bad at the beginning. And as it ends, she's kind of not that much nicer to everybody. There's the the emotional journey which was drilled into us a lot at university, Laura, wasn't quite <laughs> there, was it? Um, no, I don't think so. I like your idea about having the conspiracy angle, um, and them like uncovering the the um, the conspiracy and the mystery. That could have been cool, and then you could have still peppered through some character elements. I like that. That's cool. Mm. Um, so what we're saying, I guess, is that having them sort of arbitrarily detained in the town for a few days, and then the end result being, oh yeah, you can leave now. Not that good, but interesting. Great payoff. Funny that. <laughs> Dylan, what would you change to make it better? Um, the location, the setting, obviously. Definitely. The characters, the plot. Um, yeah, the um, probably would have got a different writer, different director, uh, different, uh, you know, DP as well. Um, you know, even some key grip boys. Let's change <laughs> them up as well. Okay. Why not? Wow. Okay. Christina herself, I kind of mentioned up top that normally she's really good, even if the film around her isn't so good. I'm not saying she was bad in this, 
far from it. Well, a little bit away from that. I feel like she didn't have much to do. I feel like she was just, maybe her direction was just, you know, be angry the whole time. And normally she brings us in and takes her along on the ride. I just didn't find her that compelling. I'm sorry, it's kind of sacrilegious on this podcast to say this, but I don't think it's one of her best roles. Nah. Just, uh, just angsty. Director probably went to her and said, you can do angsty, we know you can do it. Just do that. Mm. There we go. Mm. Just generic Christina performance, really, wasn't it? Yeah, and she's there in the sort of goth get-up as well. The dark hair's back. Yeah. Oh, come on. We know she was Wednesday Adams. Stop it. <laughs> um, there's one really good film, Laura, I don't know if you come across it, called The Ice Storm, which we watched. Have you ever seen that? No. Well, Dylan, do you I want to give not. Laura a quick rundown of The Ice Storm? Amazing film, amazing film. It basically like follows this like set of suburban families, and there's like uh, affairs between them, and uh, um, yeah, it just follows like these kids, and they're like acting really strange towards each other. It's just basically just character work. The film, and it's great. Directed yeah. by Ang Lee. Mm. Oh, okay. I might yeah. have to get that one to watch. Mm. It's it's one that sort of surprised us. We saw it coming up in the Chronicles, and we're like, oh, this looks kind of cool, but never really heard much about it, but. It was robbed in terms of the Oscars and, and whatnot that year, I reckon. Absolutely. Agreed, 100%. Young Toby Maguire as well. Dylan always oh, likes. Wow. <laughs> Who doesn't? Come on. <laughs> um, yeah, Dylan's watched that even outside the pod, so there you go. <laughs> oh, look at that. Um, it's still probably far and away the best we've seen so far, Dylan. Yeah, if we're pretending Speed Racer doesn't exist yet, then yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Definitely. Are you going chronologically? Yeah. Yeah, yeah now, yeah. Okay. So it'll be a while. Another 10 years before we get there. And she's still making films, so this could be a recurring... Even when we catch up, we'll still have to come back every now and then <laughs> upon new releases. Um, probably time to look at some reviews. I've got the main man ready to go. Rog. Mr. Roger Ebert. Oh. Um, we always go to Roger. We're not looking forward to the day when Roger won't be part of these anymore. Um, he gave it three stars out of four. Potentially too, okay. too many stars there, Roger. <laughs> um, All right. All respect has been lost. All right, come on, Dylan. In one fell swoop. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. We've disowned Rog. He's never come back on the pod near. Roger says that the kids, which I think is a, is a fair enough... Um, uh, discussion point the kids are gentle with one another as if they deserve a certain pity just because they live here and Desert Blue in its sweet unaffected way succeeds in making a convincing film about eccentrics without their performances obstructing the view it's almost too unaffected to the point of not being anything interesting going on but if the, if the point was to make a film where just stuff happens for a few days yeah, yeah, tick. Sure. Um, about Roger in particular, um, an advertisement has gone over the writing, so I'm just going to refresh the page. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, Christina, he says... Um, okay, it's kind of what we mentioned before, actually. The overturned trailer, the arrival of the FBI, the mystery of the most fire... And even Richie's enthusiastic di- diamitings 
are all played in a kind of bemused attachment. I think that's a fair enough point, Roger. It all, it's all a bit detached. Whereas, as Lauren's saying, you can go more into the character, or you could go more into the plot. This is kind of like just a step back in between everything. So yeah, I don't know if he's... When you read the whole thing, it's not particularly effusive in its praise, but still three stars is, isn't you know, the recommendation. Um, on Rotten Tomatoes, though, it's got 37%, which, you know, not great. Um, no. I'm just going to find one more. Of these. That's, uh, that's better than Dark Cat, isn't it? What are you saying, Dylan? For cool. It's better than that Darn Cat, that tomato rating. That Darn Cat was one of the best films that we've come across so far, Dylan. I'm just saying, tomato rating was. It beat that Darn Cat. Okay. What was that Darn Cat? Do you cat find again? that insulting, Lonnie? Because that Darn Cat's one of your favourite movies of all time. Have you seen that Darn Cat, Lauren? I've never heard of it. Okay, well, clearly we got you on cool. the wrong film. <laughs> That's a Disney film that, that she's part of. There's a cat running amok in this little small town. It's very good. Okay. It's not. That it's not cat. good. Dylan and I came to blows almost about that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah, this is something I thought of as well. I don't know if you watched much about it, Lauren, but for some reason I remember in a film TV class that we had, we had to watch a bit of Northern Exposure, or at least there was an option to watch for an assignment. Do you remember that TV show at all? Yeah, what was that for? I don't know. I guess I guess because it was a famous TV show of that era. Do you know much about yeah. that, Dylan? Northern Exposure? Northern Exposure? No, no. Um, so it's a comedy drama from early 90s. Basically, there's this doctor who is found to be... Um, like he defrauded people when he was at uni or something and so he's got to as recompense he's got to go to a small town in alaska for a couple of years to sort of make up the whatever fraud he was doing and then the whole small town is made up of weirdos and eccentrics and then over time of course he falls in love with them all because after being this big hotshot city doctor sort of thing um and this review here on wikipedia is mentioning it's kind of things that have lots of indie dramas sort of have taken that idea of you know small town of eccentrics and, and made versions upon um perhaps not successfully <laughs> in this instance right yeah mm. well i'm sorry laura we didn't get you on for a better film um, <laughs> is there anything should we talk about some positives to end the podcast to, so it's not all doom and gloom here tonight on this film yeah give us one thing you like about dylan uh Ethan Supply was alright, didn't it? <laughs> he was. He was good. Stacked cast. There you go. Stacked cast. It is, it, I guess if you want to go back and see some of the famous actors over the last few years in the very early days, definitely. Correct. Oh, oh hold on. Christina got her first and I believe. Okay. That's something. Yeah. That is That's something. a plus. She's getting up there. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Um, I believe she and Casey and um, Kate are in the next episode of The Chronicles 2. They they got back together for the next film. Oh, nice. Okay. The ensemble. I think it's 200 cigarettes as we're coming up to pretty soon. <laughs> okay. You can't wait, can you, Dylan? <laughs> Look, any, it's all up from here, surely. Sure. That's all I'll say. Now, Lauren, is there 
can you leave us on a positive note here about Desert Blue, the film? Okay. Well, I think there's something to be said about the teen vibe. Um, I'm kind of there for the, like, like we were saying about the, the small town, teen teenagers getting up to mischief, uh, like eccentric, diverse sort of cast, even though, you know, they weren't that diverse. But, um, yeah. you know, there's something to be said for that. Uh, it just unfortunately doesn't deliver on it. But, you know, it's just one of those indies that you could, I mean, like what I did, I just sort of put it on in the background and did other stuff while I watched it. So, <laughs> you know, it was great for that. Okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, you're right. It's like you couldn't really call it a coming-of-age film because I don't think anyone really came of age. Maybe the main kid because he owned up to his past mistakes and then he's now an adult because he told his mum about it. Maybe Ethan because he's gone on to become the deputy sheriff now, maybe. But I feel like, yeah, there could have been more about that. But you're right, it's, it's approaching all those elements if not totally hitting them out of the park. Yeah, okay. it sets out to achieve some things. Uh, at least some it has, of them yeah. it achieves. At least it has goals. That's, that's yeah. something at least. <laughs> to be fair, Kate Hudson's character does have an arc. It's just not one I was happy with. Yeah, you're right. It, it's a shame she couldn't say to the dude, hey, why don't you come out with me for a bit because you've obviously gone through some, some stuff here about your dad and the water park and your mum. Maybe we could, you know, I could use my millions of dollars to help you out a little bit and you come to LA for a bit, but... Yeah, no, leave yeah. the town, that's the problem. Mm. Yeah, you're right, just <laughs> leaving, leaving, giving it up for a guy she's met a couple of days ago. He was not worth it. Definitely not. <laughs> no. Um, as I said, we've got, on the next Chronicles, we've got 200 cigarettes um, and Sleepy Hollow is coming up as well. And there's a oh. few... Um, Got to be a few sort of weird horror films in the early 2000s. Um, but there's not going to be eight films a year like there was in 1998. So we finally <laughs> eight cleared films. it Eight films? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, we'll call it seven. That's a lot. <laughs> Some of them she does a voice role in Small okay. Soldiers. So she's probably in the studio for or the booth for half a day. And I woke up early the day I died. She was on set. What do you reckon, Dylan? A day, if that? Oh, if that, yeah. <laughs> if that. Um, but yeah, as, as we're going through it, I think it's got to get better. Surely, Dylan. Surely. You would think so. You really would. Yeah, we'll we, get there. We, she'll, she'll, she'll get her greatness back, I'm sure. We definitely peaked in 97 because we had the ice storm and that darn cat same year. So. Wow. Yeah, the ice storm, definitely. Yeah. And that darn cat. Yeah, I love the Austin. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else you guys want to say? Or shall we to wrap up? Oh, look, it was interesting. Movie. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, okay. To wrap up finally, would you recommend watching this in the background, perhaps, as you said? Uh, sure. I mean... It, it, it's an experience if you want to sort of see what films from maybe that era were like. Um, and Christina Ritchie's in it, so there you go. Okay. Dylan, I feel like you're going to say don't bother. Uh, this film was stinky poo-poo and no one should watch it because it's very bad. <laughs> wow. Okay. 
Hasn't been a high point for the Chronicles, but at least we did it and we're past it now. We've got the Smurf 2 coming up in <laughs> about <laughs> a year, oh, year no. or two's time, Dylan. So, you know, we'll get there. A bit longer. In a year or two's time, that Surely. No way. Actually. <laughs> what are we doing? Like 12 yeah. a year. Yeah, it's going to be a bit longer. Sorry. Got your hopes up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Lauren, thanks so much for coming along today. Um, where can people find you if they want to hear more of you and your thoughts on life? Oh, thanks so much for having me. It was it was an experience. I'm glad I got to experience the Chronicles. Um, but yes, if you'd like to follow me on the socials, I'm on Twitter at LRouse19. That's Rouse spelt as in-house. I uh, you know, occasionally tweet about writing, my other podcast, all sorts of things. So that's where you'll find me. Awesome. We'll include a link to your podcast and to yourself on Twitter in our show notes. That'd be great. Um, have a look at what's coming up in the Chronicles. Maybe you want to pick one out. <laughs> Maybe one that's going to be more interesting to talk about. Redemption. Get my dips Ram. in now. Yeah. Okay. Um, 2014, we've got the Hero of Color City. If you want to get on board for that, just Ooh. put that one on the calendar for 2025. <laughs> great. Dylan, anything else you want to say about the socials or whatnot? Uh, yeah, we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Come give us a like, a follow. Uh, you know, interact with us. We love hearing from the fans. And, uh, you know, keep on keeping on, people. That's right. Um, we'll be back on track with more Christina Chronicles soon. We had a bit of a bit of a uh, gap there when I was moving house and getting everything together. I'm glad we waited for this one. Um, but as we move on, they'll be, they'll be coming up a bit more regularly. All right, then. Until next time, Dylan, I miss you, Christina. I miss you, Christina. I miss you, Lauren and Christina. I miss you, Lonnie, Dylan, and Christina. Okay, there we go. Covered everyone. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.